Fantastic show. 149 is the first. It is the Crown Perth handicap. It is for the three-year-olds over the 1,000 metres here. Safety fuse. Now Jet Stanley, $4.60. $8 blue line, $3.40 Michelada. Dance session, $3.480 $4.80 is Lady Tornado. So it would seem here, Mac, as if any of the five could win. How did you see it playing out? Very tricky affair for a small field, that is for sure, but one thing that we will probably know is that Dan Session will get out of the gates very quickly, find the bunny, and uh, then lead them for a long way, but you will be holding your collective breaths over the last 100 as to whether or not this filly can cling on, and I think that's when you'll start to see horses like Safety Fuse and Lady Tornado both first up and both coming and attacking the line. I do think the horse that could be in some trouble here, and it is Butts' tip by the way, Michelada. I just think coming back to 1,000 would have been the opposite way to where I would have been going possibly. I would have thought that maybe 1,200 and even beyond the way that she's been racing of late. So gate one, probably no favours there in the small field. They can be tactically run a bit topsy-turvy. The key here for me is dance session if she's ridden for speed. She is a fast filly, use her best asset. She'll lead. Yeah, I know know that. But there's a difference between leading and then saying, right, we're going to be really proactive from here as opposed to holding her up, holding her up. Let her run. I'm not saying break 32 for your first 600, but if they let her run and she kicks around the corner, Mm. I think she can win this race. But if you get there and then you want to steady them up, I think you're working to the advantage of your opposition. That's what I'm saying. I've tipped her. Yes, so have I. session. However, it is not with a great deal of exuberance, I might say. I think that she is the fastest and she's going to lead them for the longest, but whether or not she can cling on. I think that Safety Fuse, who hasn't barrier trial, typical of the Danny Morton stable, they don't necessarily have to do that, but won three of its last four starts before the spelling paddock called. And back fresh... Um, pick up right for Jet Stanley there. I think drawn the right gate. It's going to lob handy on the fresh side, you would have to imagine. And Lady Tornado, does she find the back of dance session? Is she tucked away in behind them, Mick? How do you see this? Tactically, they're difficult races. Leading with probably Michelada on her back and safety fuse. I couldn't have Michelada hanging up on her back. Not right on not her over, back, but not, I just think with, th- with only a five-horse field, I, yeah. she'll probably be more on a three-back defence position, but... I thought that she'd be the one tracking dance session and we often say a thousand metre races for uh, or thousand metre horses for thousand metre races and I was actually quite bullish on dance session here first up behind Metalon and Harmika who obviously Quinella on Saturday second up two lengths third to Metalon and State of Power she uh, beat Lady Tornado over a thousand metres by a few lengths last preparation and gets one kilo on her from that day so mm. I thought she was quite well placed so dance session for me at three dollars is a bet yeah back to 54 plus three year old handicap conditions I thought Michelle Lada was too short in the market, really, from where I thought she was going to settle anyway. But look, Dan Session, I'm tipping. I think she's uh, going to jump, run, be there, and if she can cling on, that's great. But I'm expecting Safety Fuse is going to pull out a very, very good run fresh. There's just that element of, um, I guess, uh, continuity with the way that Dan Morton does things in his stable, how they produce them. And respect. 100%. 100%. Lady Tornado... I thought she showed enough last prep, and there's that form through dance session, although she meets her a kilo worth for a good beating there that day. And then Michelada, so four, one, five, and three. 
four, three, five and one. Dan Session from Michelada ran the fastest last eight, six, four and 200 metre splits last start, but slight concern back to 1,000 metres here. Lady Tornado may need further and Safety Fuse loses Cashaw now, but really good form lines, perhaps better at 1,200 metres. Uh, of what we saw last preparation. 4351. I'm seeing the race the same as Michael. 4351. Not much more to add. Tim? All right. Now, Diggers, we know that Scotty Embry's best bet is in race two. Yeah, today. it is indeed. Race two, number 10, is Scott's best fighter life. And that is the race that we're going to look at right now. So let's see if you can help out our listeners, gents, by taking Scotty Embry on on the Retrovision text line 0427 789 571. The reliable asset maintenance maiden over the 1,400 metres at 2.24. Take out the toppy here in True Moon. Missile, $6, $41. Silver Flyer, now Jason Whiting. Double thumbs up, $5.50. $3.50, Mr. Mexi. Elusive Dream, $16. $126 is Buckland. Altina, $7. $71, Antonina. And then $2.70, Vitalise. Speckles, $61. Michael, how did you see the second? Vitalise certainly hard to beat. I, I can't n- really knock Vitalise, but I was still searching for a little bit more value. I just thought the horse was quite short. I ended up with uh, Double Thumbs Up, who rose uh, 1,000 metres to 1,400 metres, only second up last start, improved sharply, set a pretty good tempo, now backs up off seven days, drops a kilo and a half, and I thought could find the front when you have horses like Vitalise, who will probably be three back the fence and relying on a little bit of luck, but I do respect the fact that uh, it was taking ground off its tiff, and its tiff went to a sat- uh, obviously that Saturday race just gone and finished three lengths of horses like Other One Sun and River Rubicon, and the first... Uh, the previous start was in a 62 plus and before that it was behind pennies of field and four lanes so all the form around vitalize is very very strong but just finding the front and uh dictating terms i was happy to play double thumbs up each way you can certainly understand why you have settled on on double thumbs up i thought maybe just folded up a little bit late there the other day thousand uh, to 14 second up that's yeah absolutely and and now on the quick spin so clearly he's taken no effect from that i i thought the prospects here of mr megsy were really strong darren well it's only having a fourth career start it's a three-year-old and clearly they can take a few runs to i guess get it together with their maturity and the penny starting to drop i thought a very good performance in that four lane race i mean you can draw references to missile through there as well but the jury is still out there with me i'm yet to be fully convinced about its genuine ability as a five-year-old yeah look i, I must admit mr megsy I, I thought the other day jumped well from that low draw then was restrained and then when the speed slackened as we often see found himself sort of three back the fence and and blundered and had to come off and then charge late and just missed with four lane and he meets vitalize two kilos better for their pinjara meeting in february when i thought he was terrific three deep no cover and from Barrier 4 there today, if he cannot get a good run, I'll be staggered. I, I thought Mr. Megsy was a really good bet today. I think they're the pair. Yeah. Actually, they're my Quinella selections in the race. Vitalise being a lightly raced filly, but she's clearly building towards a, a maiden win here at 1,400. Won't have to get back as far from gate one. You'd expect her to settle up there in the first four or five, and she looks ideally placed at the journey, I thought, the way that she ran. And given the fact the winner cut the corner that day, saved the ground and snuck up along the rail, and she had to come around them deep to make her run. So I thought that being considered, her previous runs all were good, encouraging runs. I think that you're on the money with Mr. Megsy. I think it's a nice little Quinella pairing, 10 and 5. Altina probably makes my trifecta, racing okay at the moment. 
and I've lowered the missile further down the order um, because I'm, whilst he was certainly ridden upside down to his previous starts and may not have been suited there in the breeze, some of his other runs have been okay, you know, but he's uh, not lived up to expectation. Your numbers again? Uh, 10, 5, 8 and 2. Same numbers for myself, just a little bit of a different order, but I'm keen on Mr Megsy to take down Vitalise. Number 8, Altina, she's racing well, but she's starting to get a little bit of a reputation. Hopefully there she can jump cleanly today and keep herself in contact with the front runners. And 2, Missile. Maybe the 1,400, the, the step, as Michael said, in regards to even a double thumbs up, the 1,000 to the 14, maybe just that 11 to the 14 caught missile out most recently. He's hoping today another run at 1,400, he will be better off. 5, 10, 8 and 2. 4, 10, 5, 8. Yeah, Mr. Megsy, very impressive last start. Fastest last 8, 6, 4 and 2, beating home Bertie Eagle, who was a subsequent winner. And Altina in for fourth. Failed at both starts at 1,400 metres, but hit the line really well last start and should get the run of the race. 4, 10, 5, 8. Okay, that is for Michael. 10, 5, 8 and 2 for Macker and 5, 10, 8 and 2 for Diggers. So we get to race number three. We'll do this one, then we'll get to the 8.30 traffic and check out what is happening on the roads thanks to J&M Smash Repairs. But the Amelia Park handicap at 2.59 is over the 1,200 metres. Take out the two here in Safiano. So on red alert now, Kate... Southam at five dollars fifty. Cross statement three seventy. Sixteen dollars. Olden Starlift seven fifty. Four eighty. Warm and fuzzy. Four twenty. Testing love eighteen dollars. Twice lucky. Little red bikini is at ten dollars. Race number three diggers. Yeah. Now with Kate Southern replacing Keshaw on on red alert, he will now carry fifty nine and a half. We given that Kate claims the three, the Kesh three. only yes. the two and. On red alert, he's an interesting runner here today and I think you have to take him, if you do like him, and I do, on trust because he has not tried. We last saw him on the 10th of November running behind Native Chimes and we know that Native Chimes is more than capable. The start prior to that, he ran third over 1,400 behind God Has Chosen when he was in a rich vein of form. Yes. And the start before that, beaten two lengths behind Start the Fry and a listed Hannans. Not a strong Hannans. No, but... I'm not sure a lot of these horses could be aimed up at Hannans. I would agree with you completely. I think he's the best horse in the race. Seven of the eight are resuming. So for me, this is a complete and utter guess. It is, and the fact that he has not trialled, you are going to have to have a look at him in the yard or listen to Lockie in the yard and and get a little bit of a gauge on where he's at. And Mick, Alanis did take on red alert to Narogen for a first-up victory in a pretty similar grade of race with a similar weight to start that last campaign. So she's following a reasonably familiar pathway here with On Red Alert. You'd have to think, given the names and the the stats that Diggs has just peddled out to suggest here that On Red Alert is the best horse in the race, everything being equal, he should take a bit of beating. But as I say, it's just hard to get a real gauge on who's forward and who's not for a 1,200 first up tilt. Absolutely. He's my best each way of the day. I actually had Safiano in for second, who is now scratched and on red alert is still an each way price. Six of his last seven have been in higher grade. The other one was when he was in Kalgoorlie, 60 kilos, racing wide, was beaten a nose. Diggers has touched on it all. God has chosen beret form, uh, dig deep, start the fry form in, in the Hannans. It's, it's pretty good for a class three race like this. I think the market will hold there too, because Kate doesn't do a lot of riding in the metropolitan area. She only has limited opportunities, but she's got two really good chances today. This is the pickup one on red alert, and she's also got 
trade him in later on in the day. So, you know, there's no reason uh, why she can't be right in the mix today with I a profile. Don't disagree with that. And I think one of the beneficiaries of Safiano scratching his cross statement because he looked like he was going to have to absorb some pressure there from the way that Safiano trialled. Does he still get that from warm and fuzzy, though, if it comes out positively from where it's drawn in barrier eight? Do you think cross statement will have to... What? you know, absorb that pressure. It will get some company, I'm sure. And I even thought little red bikini with Cassie on could well come across from that wide gate with the with the claim as well. So there is genuine tempo I here. I don't think it'll be a, a walk in the park for cross-statement. I agree with that. Are we all with on red alert then? I am. Yeah, it's a red flag. Yeah. Up there on red alert, absolutely yep. for me. But again, with just a little trepidation here, I think the price, if it holds, and that's what it will become all incumbent around then you think you're still getting the value with the claiming apprentice, the change of the rider, and the fact that it hasn't trialled, I think you could trust its form enough yep. from that last campaign. So that's the way I'm going. I, I do think that Warm and Fuzzy, uh, like On Red Alert, hasn't trialled and will have to work uh, if he can't get a cross-statement. Cross but, you know, he was coming through those regional championship heats and, and race final series. And I think, what were they, dig 60-plus type races? Yep. So he's probably found itself in the right race. Fresh forward and Ash gets them going really well. Good record at 1,200 and a winner first up previously. Uh, cross statement, uh, led of course in the trial with the blinkers on. Uh, and we're seeing some reasonably solid form too emerge out of that trial. Uh, some good, not some not so. And seven, uh, this is the interesting one, isn't it? Testing love. Yeah. Uh, Ex-Williams, ex-Durant, now Steve Rowe started favourite or equal favourite, seven of eight starts. My concern with testing love, unless Steve's been able to reprogram her, and maybe he has, is that she just shows no gate speed early. She will not stretch out early. And 1,200, rail out nine, easterly or, you know, no wind at all. I'm yeah. expecting this day to be uh, on-speed day. Therefore, she might be up against it. So those numbers, Mac? Uh, I'm going one, six, three and seven, Tim. Okay. One three seven six on red alert from cross statement. Uh, I actually had testing love in for third. There has won three of eight. Finds a new home. That scratching may be able to. Hopefully, she can settle a pair closer. And she is capable of really, really big late splits. And I'll elevate warm and fuzzy into my quartet now. Should be able to uh, find the breeze. One three seven six. One three six five for me, Tim. On red alert from cross statement. Six warm and fuzzy and five starlift. Who I thought the most recent trial was okay, and she's a capable mare out of a yard that can get horses up and going early in their campaigns. One three six five. That is for diggers. One three seven and six for Michael. One six seven and three for Macker. That's the roads race. Four up next. This midweek metropolitan preview on the Sports Daily is presented by Tab Touch. Betting your bet with Tab Touch. All right, we are up to race number four on the program this afternoon out at Ascot. Michael Heaton, Darren McCauley, and Digby Beecham going through the form. The Tab Touch Betting Your Bet handicap is over the 1100 metres at 335, and it is clear of scratchings. Winning aces, $5, as is my boy Chris without Reg, $11, $31 Norwich. Choice bid, $5. Uh, payroll, a lad, $61, $235, sneaky chance. Back in blue, $14, $126. Footsteps, nobility, $101. Lucy Warwick now on the four, and Austin Gallardi now on the six payroll, a lad. I was more confident about sneaky chance breaking her maiden status last start than I was about her winning this race but okay. I think if she gets even luck from that barrier and we did ask Trevor what 
his intentions were today, and he said, I'll leave that up to... Where do you think she gets? Oh, well, I'm not sure. I, Jeez, I, I, I couldn't find a spot. Oh, yeah, it's a difficult it's a difficult map for her, but I think she's clearly above average, albeit she does have her impediments along the way. Well, she looks as though she's come up really well this preparation. Yep. Trevor, happy with her, but he has explained in quite some detail the fact that she does have a little breathing difficulty and she still makes this horrendous noise when she's out there competing. But clearly she has shown the benefit of a very, um, well, I guess, solid two-year-old autumn campaign of last season where she could grow into herself, come back and be a reasonably nice three-year-old. I think that she could be in some bother. Where she gets to, I'm not quite sure. Where winning aces gets to, I'm absolutely sure. <laughs> I think because that, it is one-dimensional. That's the, the pertinent point here, I think, is the fact that Sneaky Chance is in all likelihood going to go around as favourite. She's pretty short at the moment. And she, for mine, is going to settle in front of who I perceive to be her biggest threat, that being winning aces. So therefore, I've lent in the direction of her, Michael. Absolutely, yeah. I echo those sentiments. I'm tipping her, but at that price, I couldn't get quite get her. So she's not a bet for me, but still goes on top. I, I think a horse like Nobility, who may be three deep the trip, hopefully Sneaky Chance can be three deep with cover or find a spot like that. But uh, obviously won really nicely first up. Same track, same distance, hot form reference, Wommel Walk and Lucky Landing, Lucky Landing as subsequent winners. Not too sure what she gets in the run, of, as we've touched on, but she raced exclusively on Saturday and group level as a two-year-old, so she'll go on top for me from winning aces, who uh, admittedly has to rely on tempo and racing luck, but uh, nothing has a turn of foot quite like him in this race. He's going super. My boy Chris finally broke through last start, can lead in contr- and control. Bit of a query on that form, but I'll put him in for third and uh, probably struggled for a fourth place getter, but I threw in without Reg, who did mm. show some ability when last in work, and I thought might be the breeze horse. Seven, one, two, three. These two horses, sneaky chance winning aces, they both could be gasping over the closing stages because both have got win problems. I think Lockie's documented that very clearly in regards to why they ride winning aces the way they do. Out the back, cooling off, not having to do a lot because you can't put them under any exertion early on in a race, and you've got to save them up. Now, it got over the back of my boy Chris, a Really good win there that day, home in 33 and 7. And I thought looked pretty unlucky in defeat last start behind the Witch Doctor, who I know went to Geraldton at its next start and got beaten. But apples for apples. Yeah. And I think on the day, winning aces. And the last time that the rail digs and Mick was at nine, um, there were three back markers that got home and, and won that day. It would have been a similar day conditions wise there, but they might have been a cut above their opposition. When I was going back prior to starting this meeting, I saw, uh, might have been in February when the rail was at nine, it was a Saturday actually, so we did Racing Rewind for that meeting and it was the fairest the track had played for a long time, so invariably it might be a little bit more on pace, but in particular in February it was it was a good surface, but I, one thing I did find interesting, my boy Chris broke finally broke through last start, mm. Winker's on, but Winker's off today after winning. Yeah, and look, my boy Chris obviously was win- a winner of that maiden down there, beating Silverbug, who then since has run fourth behind Rebel Zone, and we know Rebel Zone has had a couple of licks at a, at a maiden. So, um, look, it's it's an interesting one. I'm I'm not sure. I'm like Michael. I'm not sure I could dive into the price that Sneaky Chance is, but I do think she'll be awfully hard to And that's beat. the reason I've gone the other way with Winning Aces, who clearly is in form. You know what you're going to get here. You're going to get a patient ride from Lactar, one where he's got to then 
work out where he's going to go. Is he going to go through them or around them, depending on what the pattern of the day might well be? And it's at $5. So I think, you know, uh, right on the cusp of a genuine each-way investment there. So one for me, seven sneaky chance, my boy Chris, and I'll throw Joyce bid in there for fourth. It could have been without Reg, but... I'll have a look at him first up. One, seven, two, and five. Seven, one, two, five for me, Tim. I'm with Sneaky Chance to take care of winning aces. My boy Chris, he's been going well enough. He's obviously got that winning aces form from two starts ago and five choice bid, who obviously was was better the other day behind Michelada. I think the blinkers went on. Message from Lockie Taylor, winning aces will beat Sneaky Chance. Whew. Bit of confidence. Bit there. of confidence from the Taylor camp. All right. Throwing him under the bus. He's got a mortgage now. House settled yesterday. He's up and about. Good to hear Lockie Taylor. He just hates that mortgage. He just needs to understand family relations and who's a brother and who's a father, but he'll work on that, Lockie. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the Furphy handicap at 10 past four. Over oh, that was the, Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah, over that's the 21.50. Right. <laughs> uh, of course, just on those numbers, one seven two and five for Macca, seven one two and three for Michael, seven one two and five for Diggers. Now we get to race number five, Art Warrior, eleven dollars for Vinsky, four dollars, four dollars forty Broadway Brenda, uh, six dollars Harvey's Angel, eight dollars Belafonte Boy, Burn One Down, nine dollars, seventeen dollars Powerful Force, eight dollars fifty Big Swoop, Isopoda, fifty one dollars, ten dollars Royal Schwarzier, Brad Parnham on Vavinsky Macca. I'm going to give you a wondrous Wednesday statistic before oh. we get into the selections, gents, and that is that this field collectively <laughs> have had 42 starts at Ascot Racecourse, which has yielded a very impressive one win and uh, six minor placings. Who so was the winner? You're asking us to step in there. The winner was Royal Schwarzier. And the... Not the best strike rate. <laughs> It's not the best strike rate. One from 40. And she's not completely enough to hang on today. No, wait a moment. I might have made an error there. Uh, the winner, beg your pardon, was Belafonte Boy. My apologies. I was thinking about Royal Schwarzier. Royal Schwarzier is actually going well. Yes, yes not bad. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, silly as that sound. Um, so because there are a few horses with convictions, putting yeah. it mildly, what do you do with a filly by the name of Broadway Brenda who is only having her fourth start and now gets to twenty one fifty out of a out of a Zabil mare, out of a yard that can get them over a bit of ground. I put her on top. Yeah, I haven't got her in my top three. Okay. Um, interesting there too. She's racing against her older half brother Burn One down in the race. So there you go. Uh, we've got the younger sister, half sister to Burn One Down taking on the older brother. Um I left Broadway Brenda out, but that does not mean for one moment that it can't win, given the statistics that we've already, of course, touched upon. I thought the other three-year-old filly was going as well, if not better, Harvey's Angel. Mm. And that's the way that I finished up siding, probably because it's got amongst the least convictions of this field as a collective. One over 2,300 very well down at Pinjarra, two runs ago. And then loaded up in the Group 3 Oaks, held its own in running, beaten under three, not disgraced behind Lady Chant, who goes in as one of the Derby hopefuls on the weekend. So she's got a lovely low draw. I think Bullet will give her a lovely ride from where she has drawn. And I think that, you know, she's again around that... um, that price of $6 there, which represents some value in a very, very tough race. Absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised, really, who won this race. My numbers, for the sake of them, are 3 two, four, one. I was going with Broadway Brenda purely 
uh, because she steps up to a staying trip for the first time. Adam Durant, Lucy Warwick, she's lightly raced. She looks like she's on the way up, whereas Vavinsky, who I feel is the most proven horse in the race, and Harvey's Angel, who, as you just touched on, beaten less than three lengths in an Oaks. I'm just not too sure if this may be an afterthought. They may, they've obviously been up for a while. Vavinsky is, I think this is the ninth run of the prep, so just slid him down to second, although I do feel he's the most proven horse in the race, and Harvey's Angel, uh, for all the reasons Darren said. Uh, I'll throw in Art Warrior for fourth, who I thought mapped particularly well, finally broke through uh, last start and should get the right type of run. Three, two, four, one, in what is a tricky and open race, Diggins. Mm. Yeah, it is, Michael. I'm with you in regards to Broadway, Brenda. I, I just, she, for mine, she wasn't disgraced the other day behind a horse who is going to take his place in a derby. Yes, he is going to be a, a big price there, but he looks like he's well and truly capable of, you know, winning some decent enough races along the way, Law Trey. So I'll, I'll put Broadway Brenda on top from two, Vavinsky, ten, Royal Shrazia, as we touched on. I think she's actually going okay this mare. I know her record reads one win, two seconds, three thirds from 40 starts, but she was only beaten just over four lengths in Class 3 company, gets back to Class 1 company on the minimum here today, and for Harvey's Angel, who obviously comes out of the Oaks, only beaten three lengths behind Lady Chan. Three, two, ten and four, Tim. Three, two, ten, and four for Digby. Three, two, four, and one for Michael and Mac. Just recap your numbers there for me, please. Okay. Well, I haven't delivered the full set, so here they are, Tim. Four Harvey's Angel. Each way play. Tricky race though. Ten Royal Schwarzier. Um, bear in mind, it did rip two shoes off in running last start yeah. too. So there's an excuse as well behind. He's a pro off their good fourth, the Latre. Five Belafonte boy goes in there for sheer consistency, and I am going to side up with Art Warrior for fourth ahead of Broadway, Brenda. Four, ten, five and one, but anyone's guess. That is for Macca. Okay, race number six on the program this afternoon at Ascot is the Morley Growers Market Handicap over the mile. Take out the two, fear the wind. Victoria Corva goes on to the nine, feels hot. Come a little bit closer, 190, $15, Grand Risque. Keep your feet, $3.50, $14, Brave Call, Wicked Fox, $15, $17, Calag, Designer Prince, $81, $750, feels hot. Matea Lampada is at $101, Diggers. Well, you know it's a modest race when the two horses at the head of the market, one being odds on, that being come a little bit closer and keep your feet at, at around the $3.40, $3.50 mark, as Tim just touched on, between them have had 45 starts and have won two races. Mm, with and all they the are, previous race had convictions. And they are the only horses here in the market. Is Wafer Thin underestimating it? How, do you, how, how are you spelling Wafer Thin? Thing with all big cap letters? Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. Yes. It's oh, really God, This serious. is a skinnier race as I've seen in the city. It's a, yes. I think we could probably just cut our way through nice and quickly because you can't, you know, you can't just talk about horses that have got no form at all, can you? Well, we're about to. Is Wicked Fox a big price? It's, my, it's a trifecta play, I think. Back to 1,600, yes, definitely off a mile maiden. Went over a subsequent winner in four lane. Four lane, yes, and then went to a graduation last start. Admittedly, beaten eight lengths, yeah. but pale rider goes to uh They're, they're not going anywhere, these horses, though. No. They're, they're not going anywhere. No. They're, they're, they're limited in their ability and come a little bit closer, has had more chances than anyone. 
one win from 26, but of course competitive enough to run 11 seconds, as and, frustrating as that is. And was okay last start. Was That's it? only six days ago. Yeah, and that was class three, back to yeah. a class one, 18 back to 16. So Rock hard fit. Exactly right. Split Lautre and Desengo, who yep. both went to the Novista. So yeah. we're going to agree, I think, on come a little bit closer. Yeah, yeah, no. By default? Yeah, I, no. I wouldn't keep your feet maybe with the claim. Just to get problem, th- 1,600. Yeah. Massive. Yeah, oh, it's that sort of race. Mm. And maybe the price has tilted me the way of keep your feet as opposed to what's on about a horse who's had 26 goes and has won one. Not saying keep your feet as a winning machine by any stretch of the imagination, but I went that way with the claim. Gets, you know, three kilos off, come a little bit close. They're both class yeah. ones. They're both consistent without winning. I never fully expected, though, that come a little bit closer would be in as short as it is at the moment. I no. thought if it had held up around that 210, 215, given the very, very thin depth of the race, I thought that might have been realistic enough if you're getting even money and money maybe a, a fraction better, but that's not the case. So, look, it's a tip. And again, as I think we might have said on Saturday, sometimes you give tips for tip's sake. Yeah, 4159 for me. Keep your feet maybe to cause somewhat of an upset over, come a little bit closer. Who, to be fair, is going really well, just finds it hard to win. Five brave calls, second up. Hopefully you can see something there. And nine feels hot. Not a race I'll be betting into. 4159. One, four, six, nine, come a little bit closer. Off six days, class three to class one. Chris Parnham, box eight, previous start split. Uh, Lautre and Desengo, who both went to the Melvista. So you would hope that today is the day to break through. From Keep Your Feet, Wicked Fox in for third. If I was pushed for a bet, this would be the horse, a 60-plus back to a 50-plus. And the previous start reeled off really big late splits to defeat subsequent winner Four Lane. This horse is actually the half to Delicacy as well, out of Simply Wicked, could you believe? And feels hot, a change of stable. Finished second, same track, distance and grade. Uh, a couple of starts ago, gets in with 51 to round out my quartet. One, four, six, nine. Yeah, Dame Fanny Jurak swam the English Channel 10 times. Her brother <laughs> wouldn't have a bath, Mick. Uh, I'm, I'm with one, come a little bit closer <laughs> to beat four, keep your feet. Six, wicked fox. And uh, just for the fact the blinkers have gone on to Calag and... It'd be lovely to see a change of fortune for Steel Casey. One, four, six, and seven. One, four, six, and seven for Darren McCauley there. One, four, six, and nine for Michael Heaton. Four, one, five, and nine for Diggers. We get to race number seven on the program. This is the Ascend Sales Trophies handicap over the 1,600 metres. $6 trade them in. Four, eighty is Arno the Fox. Indominus, $11. $34, Alma Halo. Keep a sweet $5, $12 stock taker. Then you've got Brother Paddy at $8.50, $8 shake it. Dad's big headed $12 bar trade of $101, $51, one point lady. Whack and tanker $7.50. Whack and tanker is now Chris Parnham. Bar trader is Natasha Faithful and Jason Whiting on shake it. So the last diggers. I thought this was a, an intriguing race, and I dare say our opinions will be divided here. I didn't mind the effort most recently, albeit you can say an easier company of Stocktaker up there in, in Geraldton. And I thought with the claim and that barrier today for young Targe Dyson that they would be positive. And this horse, fourth up at Ascot now. He's never been to Ascot previously, but I don't mind on-speed horses having their first crack around Ascot. And I just thought in a race where there are a few horses who have some question marks on them from the gate, I thought that if Stocktaker was positive, mm. that Stocktaker might run you a race at double figures. I map the race with it probably going forward, but then Bar Trader whipping over and uh, maybe tending to that from barrier 12 
generally Chris Gilbert's horses do roll forward. Agree. And they'll take you into the race for a long way. Arno the Fox. Arno would be there and clearly coming off the most effective day spacing for this eight-year-old, off the 35 days once more. I'm not quite sure where Jet Stanley goes with Keeper Sweet, though, so that became a bit of a conundrum for me, and I thought that maybe Chris would try and kick and hold a posse from gate one with Wuck and Tanker, so there'd be a few back in the field. I'm not quite sure where Stocktaker fits into all of this. Juggling them around things. Mm. I thought he. I thought with a with intent and the way that this. I thought you know there's a there's a query on keeper sweet. I think there's half a query on on trade them in and what they do there. Whack and tanker, yes, absolutely holds a spot. I I've, I thought with some positive intent that Stocktaker could find a spot. And I think if he finds a spot, he's worth a, a dabble. I had Stocktaker leading. I thought Stocktaker would either lead or breeze. Wasn't sure where Keeper Sweet got in the run. I has gone forward previously. The breeze is probably there. If not, Bar Trader would beat at the breeze or three deep. I'm pretty confident there there will be a three wide line in this race. So. Keeper Sweet or Bar Trader likely to be leading that up. But what they should get is good even tempo yep. for the mile, Mick. Absolutely. Yeah. And for that reason, and I just came back to trade them in. I mm. hope Kate's on her game today. We've gone a, uh, I think you and I, Darren, are in alignment for a, a Kate Southern yeah, we are. double. Yep. Uh, well, he's raced in high grade four of his last five starts. It was a smart win first up a couple of starts ago. He ran second to Crescent City, who since been 72 plus placed. He beat home Carly's Karma that day. He ran yeah. second in a grandstand cup. And Kate's uh, no stranger to this horse. Exactly. She's had on, a couple of rides, and I know she was luckless on one occasion, but, yep. you know, she ran third on him uh, in an Apprentices Cup to True Attraction. Yep. And in that you want to race on him. Carly's Karma mm. race, National Guard was also in there, ran second in a 66-plus, then fifth to comes a time in a 72-plus, whereas Trader, Trader Min now comes back to a Class 5 midweek. So I think he has class on his side. And gets in really well after the claim. Absolutely. You know, 57, talk, 57, 57 after kilos, the claim. The yep. horse was going around in grad race previously with 59. And so all the, just those horses are going to stronger races. He's, yep. he's coming back. So I'll yep. go Trader Min each way from Keeper Sweet, who sectionally was absolutely brilliant last start. They went quick, but was still able to reel off really impressive late figures. Uh, was soft on the line as well. Now drops three kilos, but just not too sure where it, uh, the horse is going to get in the run. Just reiterating, too, that the bar plates are still on. Yep, not off as they both came front. out. Yeah, both, both fronts. Fours, yeah. And Vinnie Means has contacted us to yep. confirm that that yep. was the case. Uh, third in Dominus, going well. Uh, beat home General Grant's last start. General Grant was a 66-plus winner on the weekend. And I know the Fox to round out the quartet. Toughest test, but, gee, this horse is absolutely flying and probably lobs one out one. One back, one five three two each way in the last six each way. Stock taker on top from three in Dominus twelve. Whack and Tanker, who might be somewhat of a, a question mark at this trip, but gets a, a lovely gate from which to launch a, a winning assault. And obviously, Chris Parnham rides in place of Cashel, so that's a tick and one trade. I mean, six each way, three twelve and one. I'm singing off the same psalm sheet here as Michael. I'm going trade him in to beat Arno the Fox. Liz Strimple really doing a wonderful job here with this horse. He's an eight-year-old, but he's in peak form at the moment. They've got that lovely day spacing worked out perfectly how it makes this horse more effective. Five keeper sweet there. I think that she can handle the step up from a 54 to a 60-plus the way that she's going, less the three. And my pick four, 
Dad's big-headed with expectation that they get along at a good pace. I don't yeah. think he's had a lot of the rub of the green in races in probably his last two or three starts. No, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. So Dad's big-headed is my fourth pick. I think we have to save the best to last today. That's the most competitive race of the day, and it's a more of an intriguing race. I agree. Wide Absolutely. Well, I think I'd so. say. Yeah. Mm. All right, that's our look at race number seven. Macca, can you read those numbers out for me, please? Yeah, one, two, five, and nine, Tim. Terrific. That goes with one, five, three, and two. For Michael, 6, 3, 12 and 1 for Diggers. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back to tidy up next. News, views, interviews. This is the Sports Daily with your hosts, Tim Walker and Digby Beecham. All right, it is time to get the best bets around the table. We'll start with you, Diggers. No best bet, Tim. I'm sorry. I cannot tip our listeners into any one horse there today with a great degree of confidence. All right, all right. Well, we'll wait for tomorrow then and see if you can come up with one then. Macca. I'm with my little buddy over here. I couldn't find us, but but I will say this, Tim. I think if we play these horses from a value point of view, you don't have to have a special. Hang on, Michael. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Race four, number one, winning aces, because okay. I think you know what you're going to get Yep, in every respect. I think if you have something on Harvey's Angel, race five, number four, these are all around a similar price. Uh, then you go to trade them in in the last event of the day. I think they're the three that you should be playing maybe just on the each way or a, a little better. Not bad for no bets. No, no best bets. No, 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 no best bets. <laughs> yes, I'll give you a couple, Timmy. That's the way. Race one, number four, dance session. Get Kitty. it early. And race three, each way of the day, on red alert. Race three, number one. 